Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ma'am, I do commend you on how uh, well prepared and versed you are on these on the standards. I do have some some questions relating to the uh, uh, to the life science as I'm sorry, earth and um, earth and human activity, and uh, that, that that there are there there seem to be some references starting off in the third grade uh, earth and human activity page 15 then it carries on to the fourth grade S same subject earth systems earth and human activity on page 18 and then um, that is repeated throughout you know again throughout the yes sir th throughout with several references to the climate Again, start, this starts out in, in third grade, um, fourth, and then fifth, and, and it refers to uh, you know, human impacts on, on the environment. It, it appears as if, and let me just give you an example. Let me give it back here in third grade, number 15. Earth, Earth and space science, Earth systems. Um, standards for students include the following performance expectations, earth and human activity. Make a claim about the merit of a design solution that reduces the impacts of a weather-related hazard. And it gives some examples. Well, weather-related hazards could include barriers to prevent flooding, wind-resistant roofs, tornado shelters, etc. But then you go back up and you look at that and it says, you know, represent data's, data in tables and graphic displays designing a typical weather condition expected during a particular season. Um, average temperature, precipitation, wind direction, um, combine information to describe climates in different regions. All sounds very innocuous. And again, something that you might even specifically, you, know, you might even think kids ought to be studying. You know, there's been a lot of recent, a lot of criticisms in some sectors as to maybe some of the hyperbole, what some, some consider hyperbole relative to, to climate change. Now, I know it's a very, very difficult, very, very controversial subject. President made some recent pronouncements on it, you know, very you know, dire pronouncements, actually. Um, do you believe that, the, that those sections specifically relating to weather and climate, particularly at the, at the earlier ages, as it's emphasized here in the new standards, could potentially be utilized to inculcate into some pretty young, impressionable minds a, uh, you know, uh, maybe a, a fairly one-sided view as to that controversial subject, a subject that is very much in dispute among even the academics. And um, what assurances might we have that those, you know, those particular, um, you know, changes are not, you know, are not going to take us someplace that, that, that would be perhaps objectionable to many of the, the parents that are that are sending their, you know, the, the, many of the parents who are, are paying attention to this subject. Sure. Um, so the way I would respond to that is if we look at our previous past standards, there is a focus in the earlier grade levels on weather and climate, just as there are on these standards. And the standards um, at the earlier grade level, the wordage is, is um, or the focus is not on any sort of causation or anything is so associated with, I think, what parents would be concerned about. I think what you will find is that it really is focused on topics that were similar in past. Just understanding basic weather um, 
and climate, what, what the weather is going to be like at certain seasons or what you can predict it to be in certain seasons from previous data sets and things like that. Being able to uh, read a weather um, thermometer and, and just things like that. So I would say that the topic, uh, the heading topic, um, maybe that could be a little more what the concern may be that leads you maybe to think that there's that sort of language there, but it really is focused on that same idea that at the early grade levels, students should have an awareness of weather and climate and what the seasons are like and, and all of that. Follow up. Well, thank you. That, that's a very thoughtful answer. Um, another observation that I made relation, relating to that, the subject, you know, earth and human activity um, and, and how we interact, it seemed as if, again, going through the, the you know, the the recommendations or the examples that they gave um, relating to you know, people, people's interaction with the environment seemed a bit really more on the negative, you know, relating to uh, over-application of pesticides or, you know, dams and, uh, and, and, and the human activity in the environment, how we can minimize our human footprint in the environment. All, again, understandable, but it seemed to emphasize the, the negatives on... On, on human involvement in the environment, not necessarily, you know, some you know, po positive aspects like flood control or uh, food production and the benefits of humans intervening proactively, you know, in their environment to try to get better results instead of this kind of what appears to be, at least from the examples I've read, more of a defensive approach like something that we are doing to damage. And I was wondering if there was something that you could tell me, you know, from a clarification standpoint sure. as to whether or not, you know, that this, this could be used solely for more of, uh, again, uh, perhaps an agenda-driven, you know, uh, a curriculum demonstrating that, you know, people are the problem and not that, that actually there are some positive things that, that people have done to, to impact the environment. Yeah, so let me point to, let me see if I can find it um, quickly here. Um, in the Earth uh, Science Standards at high school, um, first of all, we did have rep a diverse group of representatives who specifically worked on the Earth Science Standards, environmental science and Earth Science Standards. One of the representatives uh, being Tim Munson from OERB, who uh, was a great help to us, um, and in cooperation with other geologists we had in the group, but in particular, there is, I'm sorry, I have it marked in this, in my, um, in my book. There's a standard at high school, and it reads, construct a scientific explanation from evidence for how geological processes led to uneven distributions of natural resources. Now, this is one that was completely developed by the committee. The emphasis with this particular standard in the clarification statement is studying how in Oklahoma we have uh, the distributions of resources we have that make us unique from any other state, why we have oil and natural gas here, why we have the agricultural business here um, or industry here that we have. And it's all because of the geological processes that were occurring um, in this state. And so with an example like this, again, the way that a teacher interprets the standard into curriculum is up to the teacher or the school district. So this is just um, that starting point for them. So they can really focus in on quality things that are going on in Oklahoma to explore earth science here. 
We also have some environmental science standards. Um, again, many of the, the general topics show up in our previous past standards. So um, a concern with, with um, um, or I'm sorry, um, reducing, reusing, recycling, all of that showed up in our previous past standards. What I believe that the committee tried to focus on was giving clarification uh, statements to teachers because the questions we get all the time are what does the standard really mean? And it's just there to say to educators, here's what other teachers who are part of this committee said is a possibility. I think there are definitely areas where um, teachers could choose to focus on um, some of the other things that you mentioned because it is the local decision of the, of the teacher or the district. Um, but I did want to point out that standard because I think it it is something we absolutely did not focus on in past, and in our state, for us not to have science standards that focus on the uniqueness of Oklahoma and what happened with geologic processes that led us there, you know, really for teachers and people that were a part of the committees, they said that that's something that we should have had a long time ago. Call it for the final question. Thank you, and not to, to beat a dead horse, but again, and this, I guess, would be, can you see how? We can't. Can you see how someone like me might have some concerns sure. relative to the subjects we've discussed? Seventh grade is on page 39. This is for seventh grade, Earth and Human Activity. Again, this is C. Analyze and interpret data on natural hazards to forecast future catastrophic events and inform the development of technologies to mitigate their effects. Again, to me, that sounds like something that just came out of one of the president's you know, state, recent statements or press releases on whether or not we even can come up with technologies to, to, to mitigate future catastrophic events. Secondly, you know, number E, construct an argument supported by evidence for how increase in human population and per capita consumption of natural resources impacts Earth systems. Again, that's Malthusian. Some uh, a philosophy that's been discredited in the in the in the last several years, or you know, relative to to the the catastrophic predictions that these you know th these things are going to eventually kill us all, you know, overpopulation, things of that nature. I simply say, based on you know sta statements like that, which are in you know these are in the standards that are not uncontroversial and that have not been challenged by by scientists and other thinkers. Can you see how things like that that keep showing up in the standards under human activity might give folks pause? I, I would understand that, but here is my response to that. What you will notice is that the standards you just read, they don't lead students to any sort of um, acceptance of any causation for anything. They are encouraged to explore and come up with their, their findings, which means they could argue Either way, our previous past standards wouldn't necessarily give them that opportunity. And when we looked at other state standards like Texas, even Texas has um, an emphasis where students are analyzing some of the things you just mentioned. But again, it's not, there's not a directive causation that this causes this and you have to believe it because it's the absolute truth. They are encouraged with these science standards and those practices that I mentioned, those eight science and engineering practices. Analyzing, analyzing and interpreting data, constructing explanations. That means they're responsible for constructing the explanations, not the teacher, not the book, not for them. It's them. And that's the type of scientific reasoning that we want our, our students to have, that ability to digest information, 
to look at things that are being written and to be able to analyze that and come up with their constructed explanation. And, and I would say to everyone here in the committee, that is why everyone that was a part of this process and vetting these standards and revising these standards would say this is, this is what's right for Oklahoma kids and we need this for Oklahoma kids. We don't currently have standards in science that give students that opportunity. Many times what they're relegated to... At this time, I press my motion. Sure. Thank you.